2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 11 to 21. Since then, we know what it is to fear the Lord. We try to persuade men. What we are is plain to God, and I hope it is plain to your conscience. We're not trying to commend ourselves to you again, but we are giving you an opportunity to take pride in us so that you can answer those who take pride in what is seen than rather than what is in the heart. If we are out of our mind, it is for the sake of God. If we are in our right mind, it is for you. For Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all and therefore all died. And he died for all, that those who should live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. All this from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting men's sins against them. And he was committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Good morning, Miss Yo. We're glad that you're with us, and thanks for your patience. Um, always know that if you've somewhere to be or um, other things are happening, we have this recorded, so if you need to watch it later, you're welcome. Um, we, as Johnny said in the introduction to the video, um, we're going to be talking about vision today. And we were able to hear from different people in the community and their participation in discerning what that vision and mission has been or is for Missio. Um, and we've been looking at the book of Corinthians and it's this letter from Paul who talks very specifically about what the purpose and role of the church is, about who we are and what we're about and what it means to be the people of Jesus or the church. And there's a technical name for that. And the technical name for that is ecclesiology. What is our ecclesiology? And um, we all come from different paradigms and histories and lenses and experiences of what the church is for us. Um, and it's often perceived that church is kind of this activity that we do on a Sunday morning. I was visiting a close relation. I was about probably 13 or 14 visiting this close relation, and then we went to a church in their area, and then, then we went and we stopped at a shop afterwards. And then we got home, and there was a person at home, and she asked the question, well, what did you do? How was the morning? And then um, that close relation said, well, we wasted an hour at church, and then we went to Target. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh. He kind of showed his cards about what he um, believed about church, and I get it. He grew up in a mm. context where Lit, hmm. like life and faith were incongruent hmm. um, and there's some pretension that he had absorbed in growing up in the context that he had hmm. and so he told my 14 year old self like what he believed about church hmm. and so I think we have to ask ourselves what do we understand about church what do we 
believe we're doing with church, you have to ask yourself that question. What do you understand church is? And there's not a wrong answer. There's just an honest answer. Hmm. And so it's important for us to collectively understand what we believe, who we Hmm. are, and what we're doing. Hmm. And so who we come or who we are comes out of what we believe and what we do comes out of who we are. And so it's really important that, that we attune to, like we're a church, we're the people of Jesus. Hmm. And so what does that look like? What is the mission and vision? If it's rooted, then we want to make sense of that as a community hmm. of Salt Lake City here together as Missio. And so that's what we're going to try and attune to and talk about this morning. Mm-hmm. So as Heather said, we're going to try to talk about the vision of Missio. But to talk about the vision of Missio... You have to talk about the vision of the church, the mission of the church generally. But to even talk about the mission of the church, we need to go one step even further back to talk about the mission of God. Mm. What is God up to in the world around us? Like, what is he doing? What is he doing throughout scripture? What is God calling the people of God into to join with his work? What is God up to in the world? And we have been in, as Heather said, this letter that Paul writes to the church in Corinthians. And Paul answers this question for us really beautifully and clearly in the passage, 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17 through 19. Paul says this. He says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. All of this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. And here's the key piece, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. All throughout this letter that Paul is writing to the church at Corinth, what he is trying to do is help them see the world through the work of God, to gain the lens of God's work and God's purposes in the world. And so in the beginning, he starts talking about resurrection. Like, Can you understand your life in light of the resurrection? Then he moves to community. Can you understand your life in light of community? And then to being filled with the Spirit. Can you understand your life in light of being filled with God's Spirit, empowered by God's presence? And now in this moment, he's kind of coming to the helpful climax of understanding God's work. Can you understand your life, your purpose, and the existence of the community in light of God's work? And what is it that God is working to do? God is on a mission to reconcile the world to himself. So he says that in Christ, God is reconciling all things to himself. Paul will say the same thing in multiple different places. Ephesians chapter 2, Colossians 1, over and over and over again. The theme is that God is on a mission to reconcile all things back to himself. To unite heaven and earth, to unite people to himself, to unite people to people. To reconcile all things. And through that reconciliation to bring renewal to all things. Hmm. Now there are two sides to that conversation. There is the reconciliation of all things that come at the end of the story of the Bible. One that we look towards and hope to. And sometimes I think when we talk about God's work, we can get really focused on that moment of God's work. Like the the thing that God is doing is this end times kind of thing, this revelations kind of thing. We're going to look to that moment, wait for that moment, and in the meantime, just chill. Like, just hang out, let God do whatever he wants to, or maybe uh, get prepared for the apocalypse, get your bonnet on, your canned peaches, I think is how you prep for the apocalypse. Uh, 
and that's how you prep. So that's one side, not prepping, there's one side of the work that God is doing, which is this future-oriented work. The Bible ends with the story of Jesus on the throne declaring all things new. But there is also, according to Paul, a present and already work that God is up to. That he is reconciling and renewing all things now, currently, here in the midst of us. God is at work now reconciling us to himself, now reconciling us to one another. And the crazy thing about the way God does that, it is through the formation of a people. And this is always true throughout the biblical story. God moves through the formation of a people. In the Old Testament, he forms Israel to be his chosen people, to join the purposes of God in the world around them. And Paul says this same thing as the second part of 2 Corinthians 5 in verse 18 and 20. He says this, all of this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. God has formed a people, Paul calls ambassadors, forms a people to join in on his purposes to participate in the reconciliation of all things. And ambassadors specifically is language that is oriented around kingdom. That God is a kingdom-oriented mission, and he is establishing his kingdom and bringing his kingdom into the world, and he has set up little colonies or embassies of his kingdom to join with him in the extension of that work, the extension of his rule and reign into the world. How? Oh, through participating in reconciliation, to join in on his work. See, just like the Old Testament people of Israel, we are called to participate. But there is a key difference between the church and the Old Testament people of Israel, and that is we are filled with God's Spirit. God's presence is in the church, dwelling in the believers, and so we have been built into a temple. This is what Paul says in Ephesians 2, verse 22. It says, you, church, are being built together to become a dwelling place in which God lives by his spirit. So the church is called to join God's mission of reconciling all things. They are ambassadors, embassies, colonies of the kingdom. And that works because we have been filled with God's spirit. So we have the presence of God and the power of God within us. So we are joining literally God's work of extending his kingdom. God has filled us. We are being renewed and transformed inwardly. And through his power, we are joining his mission in the world. That's the mission of the church. We have been formed into a people, renewed and empowered by God in order to join God's renewing work in the world around us. So that's our mission. Our mission is to join God in the renewal of all things. And that's not something that we just arbitrarily come up with. That's something that is rooted in the story of God and the text and what he has called and equipped us and empowered us to do through his spirit. And so our mission is to join God in the renewal of all things. But the vision that we have as a particular people in a particular place is what we see as the visible expression of that mission in our present context. So we have this vision that doesn't 
or this mission that doesn't change. It's been established. It's rooted. It's grounded in who God is and what God is doing. Hmm. But our vision then becomes the expression of that in our present context. It's how we as Missio live this mission out in the day to day. And it's a description, the vision statement is a description of, of the community that God is forming us to be. It's what our hope is. It's the picture of where we are headed and what God, we, we know that God hopes that we become as a community. And a vision statement can change. The mission is consistent, but the vision statement can change. But as we were discerning as a community and as you heard from the video and as we leaned in and multiple people, this bubbling up vision, it became clear. Like this is who um, God is calling us to be, the hope that we have for us, Missio. And that would be that we, Missio, are a community of people renewed by God's spirit and empowered to extend God's renewing work into our lives, families, workplaces and neighborhoods and they read that again that we are a community of people renewed by God's spirit and empowered to extend God's renewing work into our lives families workplaces and neighborhoods and so we're a community of people Missio we do this together we're a body of believers and we have need of each other being the church means that we step out of an individual mindset if we have yeah. one because like a western culture that tends to be the mindset yeah. that we have but instead we do this together and we learn to honor one another we learn to depend on one another to learn from one another to serve one another to forgive one another yeah. there's a consistent communal aspect to this renewing work and then together we're renewed by god's spirit which is God's presence with us. He's with us and to us as a community and as a people collective. And there's a humility with which we then sense our purpose or with which we hold our sense of purpose. We hold it with humility because we too need renewing. We need renewing as we extend that renewal out into the world. Johnny acknowledged that last week, mm. like his own space and need for renewal as it relates to the conversation around race. Mm. And when I think about myself, like hosting a number of different change groups, each time, I've probably done it seven or eight times now, there's a need for my own renewal in that space. Mm. I don't just facilitate something so that other people are able to have that renewal experience, I need that too. And so there's a humility with which we hold our purpose because we too need that renewal. And there's a humility in knowing that it's the spirit that empowers us to extend that renewal. Our actions are marked by dependence and trust, not by being cavalier or presumptuous. We are depending on the Spirit of God to empower us to do this work and to fulfill this purpose. And at the same time, we seek to empower one another. And so we need each other to equip one another. We have different gifts and leanings and strengths, whether that's hospitality or generosity or mercy, and we learn from each other in order to be able to extend this renewal in the community and then more broadly. 
And so we're a community of people renewed by the Spirit, empowered to extend God's renewing work. And this happens in our lives and in our families Mm. and in our workplaces and in our neighborhoods. Mm. It's not just a Sunday morning activity. And so we need... We needed to kind of flesh out the, the notion of joining God in all things. What does that mean? It means that that happens in our lives and in our families and workplaces, in our neighborhoods. And the vision is kind of fleshed out that that happens very specifically in the contexts in which we live. And so it happens in our lives when we're reflective when we're tuned, when we take risks and we grow. That happens, like I said, in change groups. But it may mean that as a community we need other places for that to happen so that we can experience renewal personally. It happens in our families as you have conversations with your kids, as you go on walks together, as you go on road trips together. That renewal can happen as you learn from your children and as they learn from you or as you sit in your family context around your table. But it may mean that we need forums so that as families and parents we can attune and learn together. Renewal happens in our workplaces. And sometimes I think that's hard to get our heads around. So maybe we need workshops on, like, what's the theology of work? But at the end of the day, understanding that there's this extension that happens in the context of the everyday lives that we live in our workplaces. And then in our neighborhoods. And we know that we have red light and we have open table and we have rise up. And those are ways that as a collective we could reach towards renewal in in our own backyard here at Missio. But that also happens in your backyard with your neighbors. I think COVID-19 has been a really um, maybe eye-opening moment for some of us, getting closer proximity to our neighbors. The intention is that God would see that renewal happen in our own neighborhoods. And so we're not a community that is centered on the Sunday morning gathering. That's what came out of this process of discernment. But there's a bigger picture and we participate in that bigger picture as a community of people experiencing renewal and equipped and empowered to extend that renewal into our lives and neighborhoods and families and workplaces. And so the next stage of the vision process will be the application of the vision into what's existing and what is hoped for we'll discern that together the same way that we discerned um, understanding who we are and what we're about but I think what's really important this morning and what we would hope for you to take away from this morning is that you would see yourself as a participant that this is the work of all believers Mm. and next week we'll talk about that from 2 Corinthians 6 you can read ahead that we are co-workers with God in this renewing work. And it's all of us together, not just kind of this institution that is the church or the pastory people, but as a collective, we're filled with the Spirit and empowered to be able to extend this reconciling, renewing work into our lives and world. And you're a part of that too. Missio, what if that was true? Like, what if the vision that we have of Missio, the vision that we have of the church, was truly lived out in our lives? Because Heather said it would be a decentering experience, that the church would not be a Sunday gathering, but that it would be a people who are empowered by the Spirit of God, joining the movement of God in all the places that they're doing life. 
It wouldn't be so much about the institutions doing or so much about the programming. It'd be what God is doing around you and how we as a people join in on what God is doing. And I think the tricky part about that, at least for my own sake, is that it's a little bit of a reorientation of how we think about what church is. How we come to it, like Heather said at the very beginning, like it's an ecclesiology. What is the church and how does it function and how does it work in the world around us? And so that forces us to ask some questions of ourselves. And so we just have a few questions to reflect on as we're kind of laying this out and as we're beginning to discern together. The first question that we need to ask is, where does this challenge your understanding of what the church is? This isn't wrong or negative like Heather said at the beginning, but we have a lot of notions that we bring to the conversation of what church is. And so maybe for you, church is like the thing it primarily is, is an amazing service. And though service is an, like an immensely important part of what we do, and we have in, like in our ecclesiology, we believe that there's a role that gathering on the table together plays. But if that's the only thing the church is, then our imagination is small. Because God is calling us into something bigger than that. And so, Missio, where does this challenge your understanding of what the church is? Because we have to name that and answer it so we can discern together the bigger places that God might be calling us into. And that leads to the second question, which is where is God calling and inviting you to join God's work? Where is God inviting and calling you? In the vision, there's this list of family, your life and families and workplaces and neighborhoods. And so, Mr. as you begin to dream, like, okay, God is calling me as the church with my community into some place. Well, where is that place? What does it look like to join God at your workplace or in your neighborhood, in your family and the spaces around you? Where is God actually calling you to join him? And that leads to this next question, which is as you discern where God is calling you, where do you need to be empowered in order to join? As we've had this conversation over the last couple of weeks with house church leaders or amongst our staff or amongst elders and leadership teams, just kind of like working it through and discerning together, like that was a reoccurring question, which is, okay, if God is calling me to join his work in my workplace, like I don't even know how to do that necessarily. Because like, I think that's the trick, right? If our orientation of church is only that it's a Sunday service, it doesn't actually always give us the skills and tools to then be like, how do I take that and apply it in my workplaces? So where do I need to be empowered to join the thing that God is doing in my workplace? Or in my family? Or in my own life? Where do you need to be empowered to experience and join God's renewing work? These questions are about helping us learn and listen and discern together. Because we've said multiple times today, we believe that vision is a communal exercise. That God is, uh, to use maybe a bad metaphor, but that God is birthing something in the middle of us. Mm-hmm. And that we should be present to what God is birthing through all of us. Listen, discern together. Apply this hope to the life of the community. Mm-hmm. And ask, where is God leading? What is God revealing to us? So that's the next stage, as Heather said. And in the fall, practically speaking, we'll come back to this conversation, and and multiple times throughout the summer as well, we'll start to come back to this conversation and do a whole series on vision even further, based upon like what have we discerned and what have we learned together and how have we grown together. And in that moment, we'll also play out some of the architecture of our ecclesiology, the structures 
that are playing out in light of our vision that we hope reflects our vision. And we'll talk about that too also later today in the Zoom call if you have questions about it or throughout the series. But Mr. the chief thing that we want to do now is listen to where God is calling us. Listen and discern what it looks like for us as a community to join God in the renewal of our lives, our families, our workplaces, and our neighborhoods. So Mr. let's pray, keep worshiping, And then as you come to the table in your own home or with your family or wherever you are, would you bring those questions with you? Because even at that moment, you're actually practicing joining God. You come to the table and you take the bread that was broken and the cup. You're actually joining in the renewal that God has already laid before you and just waiting for you to participate in. And so that becomes a model or a symbol or like an experience in small that then shapes our life as a people. So let's pray, let's worship, and let's gather and experience renewal even now. Okay, thank you for the story that you call us into. That you are so far ahead of us, so much around us, renewing, working in our lives, in our neighborhoods, in our families, in our workplaces. I thank you that you're there, you're in those spaces, and you're beckoning us to join you. So today... As we enter into this new kind of conversation, would you give us ears to hear and eyes to see and a heart to receive, like, where and what you're doing? Would we not be trapped or um, shortcut by small visions of what church is, but would we think as big as you do about what your people are supposed to be in this world? And God, as we hear you and as we listen to you, would you give us the the sense that you are with us. So we don't join you alone, but we join you as a community and as a community filled with you. So wherever we go, you're already there and we go with you. Help us know that. Help us to trust you. In your name we pray.